Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second episode of the Weekly Domestic, where we talk about our relationship and judge yours. Hello, I am Ash, otherwise known as Mango, and this is Tom, also known as the Spiffing Brit. Welcome to our absolutely amazing podcast. It's week two, which means it's the second episode. The first episode was absolutely incredible. It did great. Did you absolutely love the response to it? I was gobsmacked. I absolutely. I did not expect that many people to watch, number one. That many people not to be com- so, so confused that you just upload it to, to your second YouTube channel. There um, were a few confused people, let's be honest. awesome Apple listeners too. Like, oh my God, people are actually listening. It's crazy. I, we were driving in the car. I was like <laughs> a ball of endorphins. And I was like, what if people are listening to our voices right now? You know? They yeah, it's it's a bit odd for me because, of course, with YouTube, I'm used to knowing. Like, it, there was like this crazy moment of realization a few years back when I was like, someone around the planet at every continuous moment is listening to my voice at a certain point in time, which is kind of terrifying. And then you had that exact same terrifying bit of dread that someone out there was hearing about you talking about your childhood awakenings in films. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, my mum is listening to this. Hi, mum. Oh my God, your mum listened to it. That's true. (laughs) Not even My mum hasn't listened to it yet. I'm quite happy considering what we said about German... Um, childhood stories she She loves German childhood stories she will be listening (laughs) to be fair we did tell her that we did talk about German childhood stories and she was like oh but they were lovely they're character building and I'm like (laughs) yeah sure character building in filling you with fear and dread to last the rest of your life but hey and she was like yeah but they all have lessons you know yeah they do she's not wrong she's not wrong yeah, I mean, sure, there's lessons to be learned from lots of things, but I like to learn lessons from nice, safe environments like educational teachers, not nightmare media. I don't want to learn lessons from what is effectively the German equivalent of Literature Five Nights at Freddy's when I could be <laughs> learning it just from a nice person telling me, hey, maybe don't suck your thumb, it's bad for you, not I'm going to stab you with a pair of scissors. Like, I guess two extremes. That's true. Anyway, I also want to say, yeah, thank you. What well, we wanted to say, thank you for the reception. No, I don't want to say thank you. I want to say thank <laughs> you for the reception. And uh, we would love to hear your relationship things. Um, I don't know if you all feel comfortable putting them in YouTube comments or to the email, theweeklydomestic at gmail.com. Go ahead, write us in because we um, outsourced our, what are they called again? Our... Relationship problems? Our relationship confessions, I guess? Confessions doesn't seem like the correct term. Yes, it does. Tell us your confessions. Repent your relationship problems. No, so people have sent in a few interesting relationship problems. We're going to be solving them towards the end of the podcast. We've got a few things we want to talk about, namely what we got up to um, together as a couple, which was we went to Sweden, which was very jazzy. Why on earth were we in Sweden? Who knows? Siesco! Siesco! I was genuinely concerned there. I was like, who knows why we were in Sweden? I was like, how come you can't remember why we were in Sweden? (laughs) It's amazing. It was yeah. literally like only a few days ago. It's fine. We got this. Oh, and good. do you want to kick off? So, or should we go from the aeroplane? 
go from the airplane. Go but that's normally how airplane. you go. That's usually how you get to Sweden. You go from the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Could you? Could you boat? Could you boat to Sweden? I you mean, could when? Drive. You could drive. How could we drive there? There is a way. How would we On do it? The Euro Tunnel. Euro Tunnel, which takes you to where? France. And then from and France, which up. country? Up from France. If you go up from France, you'd go back to the UK. No, you don't. France is on the right. <laughs> what France are you on about? France is beneath us. France is beneath us, okay? Yeah, but on you're the not going to end up going across the sea again, are you, in a car? I meant north. <laughs> North, yeah, yeah, I mean Sweden is north of France, yes, so, but you have I to go. Correct. You have to go east a bit before you can start heading up. You can go up and then east, and then up and then east. It may not be the best way to do it, but I yeah, get you might there. be. You might need a floating car, a super special floating car, but you might get to Sweden. But yeah, you could get to Sweden by, by boat. Like when we were in Stockholm, we saw that huge cruise liner. Do you remember? Oh yeah. Which had all the super rich people that were having the party in the photo gallery place. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was jealous. I thought it was closed. I was upset until I realized it wasn't and we were okay. But yeah. Oh, yeah. you haven't told your awful joke yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I want to tell the terrible joke. I mean, I know you miss my amazing jokes and you don't get to hear them all the time. So yeah. Are you ready for a terrible joke? Never, but go ahead. Go ahead. Georgie is here for this one, so she might get a bit upset because it is a pet-themed joke. So, what... <laughs> Sorry, I can't even tell it. So, why is a hamster the best pet for all beginners? I don't know, because it's small. <laughs> no, it's not because it's small. No, it's, it's not because it's small. It's because they only live for five days and they don't need food or water. <gasps> no! Oh, uh, it's a little bit dark humor, oh, but hey. Oh my god, you know. Oh god. Do sad I've got faces some... now in 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 comments. Sad face now. <laughs> F in chat for the hamster. Um I mean, I've got another terrible joke, but I you'll really hate this one. one. Really god, this one, this one's Sweden themed. Go ahead. Why does why do all the Swedish boats have barcodes on the side of them? I don't know. So they can Scandinavian. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> smart! It's so smart. Oh, it's it is such so a smart. witty joke. I actually enjoy that one. I actually I'm glad. That's a glad good you one. like that one over the dead hamsters one. So yeah. uh, that's good. Yeah, the dead... Yeah. Let's not talk about the first joke. Enjoyed the second. So, plane time. We flew out really early and got to... Sweden and it looked like it was darkness time in the middle of the day <laughs> darkness time is that what we call afternoon evening night time it's now darkness time darkness time it was the time of the darkness I couldn't see that's all I know I mean that's pretty normal you do wear glasses for a reason um, so that's not out of the ordinary but yes it, it was like Sweden in the month of October, well, we were actually there in November. In the month of November, it's apparently the worst time to visit Stockholm because effectively the days are about 30 minutes long and you see a little bit of sunshine and then it's just pitch black for the rest of the day. It is kind of terrifying, but also 
I really liked it. It was、yeah. so different. It made it actually really cozy because instead of you know getting up and having all day to do whatever, you you felt like you didn't. So you actually went out and did stuff in the light. Not that you wouldn't, but you, I felt actually productive. Which is weird on a holiday, but yeah, I did. And then when it gets to like the afternoon time, you're like, "Ooh, let's get hot chocolate," you know, because it's getting、oh, cold and、chocolate. it's getting dark. And then you just have a lovely evening eating out or whatever, and it feels like I don't know. It feels like winter, like Christmas time, which is nice. Oh, it did feel really Christmassy. I mean, when we were there, they were even starting to put up the Christmas decorations. We even got to meet the dog that was helping put up the Christmas decorations of this lovely、oh. Saint Bernard. Oh my God. oh God! I can't recount this experience, but we'll talk about that later. So, <laughs> why can't you recount that experience, Ashley? Why? Let's talk about that later. Why can't we? We'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> we'll start with where did we go out first? We went to this. What we we couldn't find any food areas anywhere. We were like walking up and down the streets, like there is no food. What are we gonna do? And then we saw this one place which had ribs because I felt it like was a、I、steakhouse. Yeah,、ribs. yeah, it was like a Swedishy steakhouse place called like Jugelflugen Stukenhusen. That and... is not what it looked like. <laughs> that's, exa- that's exactly. Apologize to the Swedish people. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry to the Swedish people. I know that it was truly pronounced "flugendugen." Wow.、So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, steakhouse. Steakhouse.、Um, so we arrive at this lovely steakhouse.、Um, this is, of course, our first times being in Sweden. So we are classic English tourists in that we hardly speak the language. We basically know how to say hello, and we have to remind ourselves every time we try and say thank you to not just say thank you and instead say tack, if I remember correctly. Yeah, tack.、Um, but the Swedish people just look at you like you're mad and are just like, just please speak English. You're making an embarrassment of yourself. So we go into this place and we're like, hello, do you speak English? They're like, yes. Sit down. Use the app to order. App doesn't work. It's like, okay, fine. Here, take the English menu we could have given you in the first place.、Uh, but I guess you know, <laughs> Swedish service staff don't like to meet people, which is something we discovered later because after enjoying our pretty terrible meal,、yeah. I mean, your food was basically inedible. Yeah, my food was really bad, and so I was like, let's get dessert. We sit there for thirty. Full minutes waiting for someone to take our plates away and ask if we want dessert. But guess what? That's not a thing. None of the staff wanted to talk to us. Okay, some of the Swedish people we met said that it was pretty standard culture-wise to just, you know, you have to flag down the serving staff when you want them. But apparently, also, it should be expected that after a while they will take your plates away because they want you to go or you know they'll want you to order more stuff. They just didn't want to interact with us. I swear, I made eye contact with like the serving lady like seven times, and she just looked back at me and just fucking went on with her day. She just did not care, and I'm just there. Doing like my best panic eyes of please, I would like to order dessert, and eventually we just gave up, asked to pay, we and we left. It was <laughs>、no、just、dessert. like, oh my god, this whole it time, wasn't worth it. This whole time, I was trying to work out what glass milk is or milk glass. 
Milk glass, that was it. It's just ice cream. But I was like, what's milk glass? I really want <laughs> one. And then I never got one. So. No, you never did for the whole time we were there. Now, that isn't the end of our terrible food-related stories because we were actually mostly in Stockholm to go to the first ever CSGO major uh, for like two years. The only issue was it was hosted by PGL and so it was a little bit of a slight logistical mess up and nightmare. I mean, it was fine, you know, it's post-COVID world slash also current COVID world, so things were a little bit complicated, but there were some really terrible things, and that was the food at the venue. How did you feel about the food at the venue, Ash? Awful. May I also point out that PGL, I think, did do a good job, but it was their first time holding a major in a really long time. And was it their first time hosting a CS major, ever? No, they've done two before. But it's been a long time. Has been a while, yeah. Yeah, so they were really having some growing pains i think just getting back into it that's what i'll call it because guess what i couldn't eat in the stadium <laughs> full stop no food allowed sit there watch csgo all day and fucking starve you don't deserve I mean, food you you sweaty CSGO <laughs> sweaty player. gamer starve lose some weight whilst you're in the stadium that's what they're trying to do <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a weight loss program for CSGO players. Awful. There was just like, yeah. I mean, you predicted it in the last podcast. You said we'd just be drinking beer and eating uh, hot, hot dogs. dogs. And what did we do? Well, we didn't drink beer or eat hot dogs. We tried. And guess what? <laughs> it turns out I was allergic to some form of Swedish wheat or gluten, something in the Or hot sweet, as I like to call it. <laughs> anything that was in the beer and the hot dogs and anything else I tried with, like, bread. I just couldn't eat it. Like, I, I, I've never, ever been gluten intolerant in my life. Back home, just back to normal. I actually don't know what happened. But, therefore, the only food being hot dogs means I could not eat a hot dog. I could eat a... Hot dog? A hot dog. <laughs> A hot dog? I, I couldn't eat a hot dog. I could eat the bread. And that's it. No. No, you couldn't eat no, the bread. The I bread was the one the thing you couldn't eat. <laughs> so it led to this it led to this terrible situation where you were really hungry. We were in like front row seats watching a really amazing game. We didn't want to leave because the only other place we could have got food would be outside the stadium. But in order to go out and get that, we'd have to give up our front row seats. That would be terrible. We couldn't bring food into the stadium. Except the weird Frenchman next to us did, but hey. Um and his food stank. It. Oh my god, his food smelled horrible. It's I kid horrible. you not, they they genuinely smell of cheese it i don't know how really i've like i know the french stereotypes of french people smelling of cheese i've never encountered a french person who smelled of cheese before this man smelled of cheese it could just be because he's a gamer i don't know i actually but, think it's because he was wearing the same jersey three days in a row wouldn't change I think clothes it that. And was he was wearing two jerseys yeah, he was <laughs> He was wearing two shirts and sweating profusely. Like, why? Oh, God. But, yeah, you got really hungry. You needed food. But the only things they serve is sausage and bread. And you couldn't eat the bread part. So I had to go up to the servers and be like, hey, could I have, like, free hot dogs but without the bread? And they just looked at me like, what the fuck is this guy on? And so they just basically said no, and they just put the sausage in the bread. And so I had to bring free hot dogs to you. You took the sausage out, and then there's just free, really soggy, horrible loaves of cheap bread. And I just had to eat them. You can have them. 
There was they were nowhere horrible. to put them. Like there wasn't really was so many bad. bins on the floor or anything. There weren't any bins. The, the <laughs> expectation was just you throw your trash over the floor. Like the first day, floor was really clean and tidy. Yeah. Day three, like I've been to nightclubs which have been, in comparison, dry, crisp utopias. The floor was incredibly sticky. Yeah. And oh, it smelled like it smelled. I don't know how it could smell that bad because they were only serving four drinks, like Coke, uh, beer and Fanta and maybe water and it was just spilled everywhere and it stank oh yeah, my god no, but hey true. oh well so if you don't know um Ciesco is something very close to us and our hearts if that wasn't said earlier I mean that was the game that got me back into video games um I used to play on a Mac with a trackpad with with Tom I was gonna say with yeah. Spiff no I didn't ever play Ciesco with Spiff I played with Tom. No, you did. You played in one of my videos. Don't oh you lie. Oh my god, I have. You did. You're a pro gamer. You killed like four players of the UK CS team endpoint in I a pistol did. round. So I'm a pro now. You're a pro. Yep. You're a pro. But um, that's what brought us together in a different way. We used to play in the same lobbies, right? And you all used to laugh at me. <laughs> well, yeah, that was because you unironically played CSGO with a trackpad at, like, 40 FPS on a MacBook. Like, yeah, you're going to be made fun of. I don't know how you enjoyed that experience long enough to, when I proposed, hey, let's go to Cologne and watch a CSGO event, you actually went, sure, let's go. And then you went there and you loved it. And I know the major was a little bit bumpy because of the technical issues, but did you love that major? That major lit a spark in my heart. I already love CSGO because even though I get agitated with the trackpad and stuff, um, like when I would get a kill, you guys would all go insane. Like it, I wasn't meant to be getting any kills. So it was worth it for that one bit of, you know, adrenaline. I, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So give me that trackpad. I'll play any day. But um, when I got my PC and upgraded and then got to go to Cologne, it just really, that's all I wanted to do for months on end. I remember that. Yeah, you've really gotten CSGO and you got actually quite good at it. But you are probably, I'd say at your peak kind of about now, or in the very least, you're building towards it. But I will say, every time you go to an event or you watch an event, you get ridiculously inspired by it. And I'm going to use two recent examples to describe. Okay. One, when we were watching the Olympics and you were like, I want to do gymnastics again. I want to do gymnastics. Yay. I want to do this. I want to do that. Basically, every time a show was on, you'd be like, I want to learn how to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to change my entire life and just <laughs> focus on becoming a professional in this sport. And then fast forward, we're in Stockholm. We're watching CSGO. You're like, I'm going to be a CSGO pro. I'm going to be a pro CS player. I'm going to I'm going to make a pro women CS team and we're going to win a major. And you're like I'm also going to become a Twitch streamer and I'm only going to stream CSGO. So it's it's amazing watching how beautifully inspired you get at these events because you're like this bundle of energy, joy, hope and excitement and I'm just this grizzled, depressed person who's only looking for like the headshot moments like yes Nico, kill them. Kill them oh, all. Oh, that was beautiful. I know the headshots you're talking about. It was on Mirage. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, it was. It was. A 4K. Oh. 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 No, it was a f only a 3K, I'm afraid. Well, it, it felt like a 4K. That's how much it, it sticks it in did. my head. It oh. does. And the it moment was, it where... It was a 4K in my pants. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I love the major. I love all of them. And I, I, I cried on the first one and I cried on this one because I feel this overwhelming sense of being a part of something bigger. And that to me, like, it just overwhelms me because like, I've never really fit in ever in my life in general, just because I'm very weird. I'm, I'm gonna say it, like I'm out of the box thinker. I don't do things in a, I don't do things just to do them. Kind of, I, I don't want to conform. I'll just do things I want to do. So it's a bit, I don't know, eccentric. It can be, a, yeah, it can be eccentric and some people can find it abrasive, but in reality, it makes you a really exciting person to be around and you're really fun because of how, how deep you get into this stuff. And CS is such a welcoming community, especially these LAN events. Okay, CS yeah. online, <laughs> if, if, if you use a microphone in a lobby, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, and you're a whammon. Well, when I it's, started ooh. playing, that's what I had to do. I was in there and I used to love it though. That's what I used to feed off as well. So when I got my first PC, I was actually thriving off of the hate. There was a big part of me that I would purposefully go into lobbies and put my mic on and be a woman. And they were like, is it a girl or is it a young boy? And <laughs> That's <laughs> and the that, age old question. That, that was really funny because then with them hating on me saying like, They'd find me, they'd hurt me, whatever. I don't give a fuck what they were saying. They were Most just... of the time they just kicked you from the game, though. Well, sometimes, but a lot of times they would be like, hey, what's your number? Do you have an Instagram? Oh my God, I'll <laughs> buy you anything in game. Do you want some skins? How about I drop you this orb, you know? And things like that. Um, and when one of them, so when most of the team was for having me in their match and one of them wasn't, when... I got a clutch or a kill and they were dead, I'd be like, hmm, seems like you're not better than a girl though, are you? And it, they would just go off. So I, I really enjoyed that toxic <laughs> You're a little bit of a pot stirrer, aren't you? Yeah. That's a little bit naughty, well, but yeah. Well, they deserve it. Makes it makes for a fun though. time. Um, and similarly, I thrive off of this being in a, a big group of people because you share a love for something which is so special to everybody in a different way. It means something to someone different, but it, it doesn't matter because we're all there to celebrate that one thing. And I think that's yeah. why I cry. And I think that's why I love going to land so much. Well, we're there, we're there to celebrate good CS. So even if you're there and you're watching, say, your favorite team go up against your most hated team or whatever, I use hated in quotation marks, and the player on the team that you hate gets an amazing like ace or something, pulls off an amazing play, you're going to cheer them on. Yeah. They might be the most hated player in the world. You're still going to lose your mind. You're going to clap. You're going to make some noise. And you're going to feel great because you're there for that amazing moment of CS. And you know what else? They make it look so easy. That I was <laughs> watching back do. some stuff and I was like, oh my God, they just make it look so simple. Pun intended. Nice pun intended. <laughs> For those who don't know, simple, currently the uh, best player in the world in CS. He just won a major. What a yeah, guy. he did. How did you feel wow. about the major, talking of? I felt it was great. I got some specific highlights of the major for me. Number one, when Boomage proposed on stage to his girlfriend, that was really cute. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, she said yes. But, by the way, we didn't know the she answer did. for a while. She did. 
I didn't realize how many people were following the major online. So we actually got quite a few entertaining like messages from, say, content creators like War Owl, who was like very jealous of Spiff and Mango being in the front row all the time. We were wearing our Endpoint jerseys on one day, so we kept getting tagged by the Endpoint social media team. Um, and also, something I discovered after the event, uh, for some reason, like the largest, I think, adult film star in Russia, she was watching the all of the Navi matches and was like live broadcasting them or something, cheering Navi on. It's such an absurd world now, esports. It's just all these crazy famous people. Like, I say famous, I don't even know who they are, but there's like everyone is able to enjoy good CS. Like, the day of the major. I think it was like CSGO or Counter-Strike was just trending across all of Twitter. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like people who you would never expect to play a game like this or even want to play a game like this can still enjoy watching this amazing game. Oh, and yet, you know, if you play FPS games, you must have aggressive thoughts. You must be the most aggressive, horrible person who would go and kill someone, you know? I mean, you're like the least aggressive person I know. I'm actually I quite guess. aggressive, I think. But, uh, <laughs> it's true. You, you aren't. <laughs> I'm, I'm competitive. That's what I am. You're more like a you're more like an angry cat. You know, it's less that you're aggressive and more just like you're like, hey, 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 hey it's me, <laughs> hey. You keep calling me grumpy cat, and it's true. Sometimes That's because I just wake you sometimes up have a grumpy cat. cat. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just wake up and you're a little bit grumpy cat, but you're still cute. It's just like, I know I know every time in that day where I'm like, hey, do you want to do this? You're like, no. And it's like, oh, little grumpy cat, grumpy. Yeah. And then we'll do something fun. Like, we'll go on a dog walk together and it'll be really nice and I'll catch you smiling. I'm like, you having a nice time? You're like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my goal is to be grumpy on that day, but... I would say the major this time was breathtaking. Like, well, I went in with the expectation it would be absolutely amazing. And I would say it lived up to those standards, for, but not for the reasons I thought. Yeah, it was really great. I know the Major got a lot of hate afterwards, and certainly from watching back parts of the Major, where we were in the stadium and it felt amazing, watching it back, uh, the atmosphere is just not the same because PGL, in my opinion, really messed up the crowd mic. Like, for yeah. example, there's moments when uh, like I remember being in the stadium and everyone just jumped up and started cheering, and then on the PGL stream, you just basically hear like some Swedish guy's conversation be like, and in the background there's just muffled like and it's like how well yeah sure that that was really hype guys it was exactly like that exactly yeah. like that well i think also so i expected some crazy plays right and by that i meant aggressive plays i expected a lot of the players to be a lot more aggressive like one of the people i'm not so such a fan of stewie 2k when they won their major, he jumped on the table. He was so excited, right? And I understand, even though it's just a personal thing, I don't like the way he plays. But, like, that energy is kind of what I was expecting because you're on this stage. I mean, we had it. We had it. Do you remember when, like, Hunter got all those kills and then stood up and was, like, doing hand the can you... Can, yeah, hand to the ear. Like, he is aggravating the Swedish crowd. It was amazing to watch. Well, it was no, really fun. I would say, yeah, that was that. But it wasn't to that same extent I thought more players would be doing it because, 
some of these players just hadn't seen they, they just hadn't seen Lan. So I was expecting more of that. Well, normally it's hyped up because the coaches behind the players are like hyping them up, getting them really excited to go. But because this is a major and so it's a Valve sponsored event, the coaches weren't allowed to um, basically express anything unless it was in a tactical timeout. So basically the coaches aren't able to jump behind the players, hype them up, tap them on the shoulder, be like, you're doing great. So that kind of lowered the level of player hype. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise it was, it was still good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was amazing. That Hunter moment that you're just referencing some people think that's like really cringy and horrible but actually in the stadium this is the problem i think with the the setup as well in the stadium so hunter had just gotten was it a four four kills yeah i think it was in a, a 4K, 5v5 yeah. game of csgo four kills is ridiculously good and um up for one player obviously but um he that whole game uh, the only thing the audience was chanting was for the other team like people well i mean he was he it was g2 so french team versus nip which is mostly a swedish team yeah and this is a major in sweden yeah. so most of the people in the stadium were all supporting nip they didn't want g2 to win no. they wanted their home team to make it through they did. and they got bottled they got absolutely bottled they NIP. did but you couldn't hear G2's chants over the NIP chants, which is why he was so riled up and so tilted because, uh, and that I think is beautiful too. So I actually think that image is beautiful to me because you can see how much passion he has for CS just in that, that photo alone. But other people disagree and think it's cocky and rude which i i can well, understand yeah. if you weren't there yeah but it's fun to be cocky and rude sometimes you know come on you're at a major event you're getting lots of money's on the line you can be a little bit cocky I and mean, have some fun i literally used to do it on stream if i got one kill i'd be like <laughs> i mean you used to have like a fucking 40 minute dance party if you killed a single boss in dark souls Look, so dark souls <laughs> is a very difficult game and it was worth it Moving oh, on. Is it? Okay, moving on. Moving on then. What was your favourite well, part of Sweden? Of, of Sweden? Sweden. I guess my favourite part was when we went to... Um, what was the name of the place? Is it the photo place? The place where we ate the pelican, that was it. So I guess my favourite part of Sweden was when we visited this place called the Pelican. It's like a very Swedishy restaurant. They had some very Swedish dishes and we had a very nice romantic time trying a bunch of weird stuff we wouldn't normally eat. You ate a reindeer. Like, jeez. That is wow. really big for me. I mentioned last, uh, last episode that I have ARFID. Um, and that doesn't just restrict me from eating sauce uh it means like <laughs> i'm also quite scared of trying new food and trying especially new meat i'm only i'm very scared of a lot of meats but yeah you're very scared of like how safe it is to eat food and something like meat in your mind is like well if it's not cooked properly i'll be ill and so often you feel ill whilst you eat it yeah and the fact that you could eat reindeer and also it was it was kind of like smoked reindeer so it's served cold it's not like a warm stew thing so it's a little bit chewy and you ate it and you actually enjoyed it I which enjoyed i'm it. really really blown away by and i pushed myself too because i was like i'll eat three pieces and i ended up eating four i did push I'm myself so and i'm proud too but 
I'd say that was also my favorite moment of the trip because it was just a time for me and you. It was really special. It's lovely. There's a little candle on the table. There was. It was so romantic. I would definitely recommend going to the Pelican alone or with someone else. If, if for a romantic reason or whatever, I would just recommend going if you're ever in Sweden. It was actually so good and the service was top as well. Really nice. Uh, it, was, it was great. Yeah, we tipped them quite a bit, I remember. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a fantastic meal out. I love that. Definitely my favorite time. Like you're just sat across the table from me looking really beautiful. We'd been like shopping and gotten some really nice wintery clothes that were really warm. Of course, it's really cold. Yeah. And we thought about bringing like um, cold weather clothing or buying it in the UK because we don't usually, we don't actually own that much. But then we realized, well, if we buy it in Sweden, it'll be cheaper. And also it'll probably be better at actually keeping out cold weather and so that's what we did and oh my goodness we looked we looked great we um, looked hot let's just oh we looked hot put it out oh there. my god we looked yeah. hot and i would say so something else the place we'd been shopping just before was nk uh nk that's the shopping center the big nk i don't think it's called nk it is called nk Okay. Hang on. Uh, uh, we were shopping at a non-disclosed Swedish shopping center. It's called NK. It's right there. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me see if it says the name of it on the back. No, it doesn't. Would you like to look it up? No, it should be fine. Okay. Okay, I'll say it again. So what was really fun as well was obviously this was a few days into our trip now and we'd just been shopping at NK to get these clothes. And NK is like a big department-like store um, from from what we gathered. And it had a, a lot of brands that we recognized, also brands we didn't recognize, really cute. And we are a big fan, or Tom is a big fan, of Ralph Lauren. I love the teddy bears. Because I love of the, the teddy bears. And uh, I promised great. him last year for Christmas I'd get him one of a teddy bear having a cup of tea. And guess what? It sold out and I felt awful because it wasn't there under the Christmas tree. I could have cried. I know. Um, but they're normally extremely, extremely expensive. Guess what? They're really expensive in the UK. They're like a grand on eBay. Cheaper in Sweden. So we got so two. So much cheaper in Sweden. So I bought you last year's and this year's. I'm so proud of myself. You look so uh, good in them. I'd like to say for business reasons, uh, she did not buy them for me. The company bought them their necessary clothing expenses. Um, so, <laughs> because if you didn't know, for tax purposes, you can expense all of your clothing provided you take pictures in them, which is a great way to get those lovely Ralph Lauren polo bears that you really want for your Christmas without having to pay tax on them. Yeah, and we also at that point met up with some people from Paradox who are close to you, right? Yeah, we met up with Katz. Uh, he's one of the QA testers at Paradox. So effectively my arch nemesis when you think about it because a QA tester, well, a QA tester's job is basically to find all of the exploits and bugs in the game, remove them and make sure the gameplay is nice and stable. And uh, luckily Katz does a great job, but he doesn't do a perfect job, which means Paradox Games, they got a few cheeky exploits in there. So Katz and I jokingly, we work back and forth with each other. He's an absolute absolutely lovely person and an absolute shining beacon of fun and so yeah we went out and had a nice little chat with him had some tea it was great and uh i actually i think i had earl grey tea it was very nice yeah um, you so that's another thing you asked for tea 
And normally yeah. in Sweden, normal tea is Earl Grey. Yeah, I'm used to like English builders brew, so it was like, oh, oh, this is a bit, bit florally for my taste. But yeah, it was, it was very nice. I enjoyed it. Oh. Very tasty. And it was cold. But we and didn't. Warm. Oh, it was nice and warm. Oh, but we didn't just meet up with cats. We also visited Paradox Interactive HQ, which is like this huge, uh, multi-story buildingy place. They recently moved the offices a couple of years back because the old Paradox offices used to be opposite EA, but that was kind of a problem because it meant that. Uh, all they had to do was like roll down a window and then they could look into the EA boardroom and all the EA executives could look into the Paradox boardroom which is kind of a problem when you're like developing secret projects that no one else is meant to know about I'm going to steal your ideas yes yes. (laughs) if I just pull the curtain I can steal all your ideas maybe that explains why both companies have such a similar DLC policy ah yes No, but we um it was so so nice because obviously it was lovely. you play a lot of paradox games. I don't. I felt No, a but you got inspired. Yeah, I'm gonna play some paradox games. I'm actually so excited. Once again, it's very easy to convince you to do stuff if we just put you in an environment where people are excited about it, like Olympics, like CSGO, Paradox Games. No, there's differences, because I've always wanted to do professional CSGO, number one. Okay. Number two, I can't be an Olympic gymnast, okay? That that time has come and gone. I just wanted to be (laughs) fitter, okay? But, um, Okay. But with the Paradox stuff, like, yeah, why not just say, yeah, why not just do stuff? You know, why not just try something new? I, I don't see why not, and it sounds fun. Now, we did try some things new uh, that night as well because we went to a lovely medieval bar, and uh, that was when you learnt the negatives of always saying yes and trying new stuff oh, because yeah. there were some lovely, lovely Swedish alcohol options there, okay, and you did say to yes to them. In the podcast, so. We have gotten to that part in the podcast. We went to this awesome place it was like underground medieval bar and restaurant we ate some this is a few days later just so you know we didn't eat two meals that night this we went to paradox (laughs) the day after so that evening we went to this medieval place and they served all medieval food again which i was worried about but actually was more to my um yeah it's really tasty than anything else and then we went upstairs and, well, you asked for a cup of tea. Someone recognised you. <laughs> and then we found out that the barmaid was English. And we're like, right, we're sitting right down here. And yeah, we're I mean, come on. Your Brits are... Bo- when you're like a Brit abroad, if you find another Brit abroad, you're going to immediately like latch yourself onto them and just look after each other at all costs. She was lovely. Her favourite tea was Yorkshire tea, of course. So we made great friends immediately. We got like... We got regulars discounts on the only night we were there. We because, were I mean, we just rocked up. And we would have gone back. It was brilliant. If, if you hadn't ended up with a horrific hangover. Right. So, <laughs> I drank some mead for the first time. was really that nice. That was very nice. That then was nice Then I mead. had this licorice shot twice. Yep, you had some licorice then shots. Then I had fireball once with you. Fireball is lovely. I quite like fireball. Well, you like fireball, but I, I'm not really a fan, but I did it anyway. Yep. Then, Once again, because someone offered it to you and you just said yes. Well, yeah, I just said yes. <laughs> and then there's 
all of the other drinks I was drinking through the night and kept going, kept going, was in a really nice conversations with a, a few people. We were socializing, it was a fun atmosphere, nice music, rock music, actually really my style. And then as we walk home, I realize, oh fuck. <laughs> I can't walk in a straight line. No, and no, but you wanted to prove that you could because every time you get drunk, you have to prove to me that you're not drunk. Well, you, you, it felt like you were holding on to me because you wanted to help me and I didn't like the idea that you knew so I was, I was I was holding on to you because it was minus four there was ice everywhere all of the surfaces we were standing on were slippy and you were sliding about and also <laughs> it's cold I'm gonna hold on to you but you didn't know I was as drunk as I was all the way home we were laughing it was funny yeah we, we were, were having we were just day. telling jokes and it was very weird fun is I remember all the way up to the bit I wish I could remember. Back yeah. to the beautiful dog. We saw so earlier in the day we met well so earlier in the day we met this beautiful dog that was putting up Christmas lights, this beautiful big Saint Bernard. We wanted to make friends of it and we were sat down on a bench, I kid you not, for like ten minutes looking at the dog being like, I want to pet the dog, but we can't, he's doing his job. And then we come back from the pub, really drunk, going to the station, who else is there? But that dog. However, you don't remember this dog. Yeah, I'm really upset, but I apparently asked to stroke the dog and the yeah, you asked said the, yes. <laughs> yeah the security man was still there and it was his dog and you were like can I stroke the dog and he was like yeah and the dog trotted up you stroked it and then you know he came over to me next so I stroked the dog as well he was lovely and then the dog came back to you but the issue is by this point you're, you, you're a little bit wobbly so you like wobble a bit and the dog's like oh no a bit odd so it just walks away from you and it comes to pet me and then you're really sad because you think you upset the dog and then <laughs> and the next like 500 metres from the station to the hotel i'm like holding you and having to comfort you because you're like does the dog know i'm drunk and i'm like <laughs> i think everyone knows I that you might be drunk that is the funniest thing i've ever said while drunk is do you think the dog knows i'm drunk like <laughs> that's the point i was at and unfortunately <sighs> it didn't it didn't uh warning warning to those who don't like um, uh, <laughs> the when, the consequences of over drinking yeah uh, warning now um, I threw up and uh, yeah. it was bad that was very bad it was really bad um, and so bad that I'm pleasantly surprised I haven't been billed by the hotel for more charges uh, was, it was quite bad it wasn't that bad I feel like you're making it sound a lot worse than it was I'm generally very good I don't know where you got all the li litres of liquid into your body from like you definitely produced more than you drank in that day anyway so that's how that ended up so we didn't end up going back to the pub because i was a bit nope. i was a bit touchy after that night but it was a great you... night out everyone was like oh sweden's not that great a night out like they hardly stay open this was pub, really nice. go there you will get smashed <laughs> if that's what you're looking for i wasn't it even was going really nice. To go, I wasn't going to get smashed. I was just going to have a chat with people and say yes to experiences and look where it got me. Forgetting got my favorite I, dog. I, it also got you to a point where you once again said you never want to drink alcohol. I'm um, drinking alcohol right now. So I and you're literally drinking alcohol right now, so that failed. <laughs> um, 
Just mulled wine, just to be clear. Just mulled wine, um, yeah, yeah. Just, just something warm. But it's um, festive. It's Christmas now. I mean, we've got Christmas decorations up all around the house. Well, no, we don't really. We've got fancy lights up and some little tiny Christmas trees. I wouldn't say that. They're really cozy, though. They're really cozy. Yeah, but it's, it's like nice. a transitionary period where you put some lights up, but not the Christmas tree or the real Christmas. You know. That's true, yeah. So we're about like we're about thirty percent Christmas in the house yeah. and it's where I like it. It's cozy. I, I kinda wanna keep the lights up post New Year. Um but yeah, that'll be fun. So where do the things we've talked about intersect? When the CSGO pros tell me an amazing dancer at the, at the club. That is where we're yeah. going to next. So Okay, that's a slight tangent change from uh from being drunk. What do you mean? <laughs> I was also well, drinking, drinking whilst dancing. On that night, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were drinking on pretty much every night, so it's not exactly like there's a change. We were drinking in the day because that was the only drink available. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, um, we we went out not the first night, but the second night. I was a hundred percent set on finding where these CSGO after parties were. Not not for the pros, <laughs> just for the people watching. Like. I, I just wanted to see, and it turns out there was this one place open where everyone was. Pros, not pros, watchers, random people. Like, it was amazing. Amazing mix of people. And Get Right was on the DJ booth. That was really fun. Oh, that was really fun. That was, yeah, that was unexpected. You just go in and there's like a whole bunch of people dancing. You're like, oh, cool, the Danish fans are dancing. And then you look at the DJ booth and it's just fucking Get Right, who's like a legend of CSGO, like, stature. And he's just fucking DJing away. It was so fun. Literally at the last major, that was a a place where I cried because he said he was going to retire and everyone was chanting Get Right. It was a real moment, and now this man is stood in front of me DJing while I dance, making full-on eye contact, dancing together. It was nuts. Like, I couldn't great. think of anything. You got you got filmed by random people because you were dancing so well. Yeah. There's, like, straight up a random, like, English guy who was doing an IRL Twitch stream, and you're just dancing, and he'd just, like, look at this girl randomly dancing, and you're just there, like, I'm dancing. You are Twitch quite a good streamer, dancer, apparently. though. Well, I used to be a professional. Or at a professional level. Um, Really good at it, yeah. Thank you. But this... So, yeah, there was big streamers there, literally recording me dance. There was random people recording me dance. People were getting up just to dance with me. Get right danced (laughs) with me. The DJ did a dance-off with me. It was really can I also say, when the random guy was like, uh, do you want oh anything? I'll buy you anything. And you're like, no, I'm fine. I've got a fiance. And he was like, I don't care. And you're like, no, he's famous. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You can't just tell people Well, look, no. This guy was like getting close to me and being like, you know, weird. And I was like, hi. And he was like, hey, I like you. I was like, oh, thanks. I, I can dance, you know. Have a good night. And he was like, Oh, you know, if you want anything, I'll buy you anything. You know, I want to get to know you. And I was like, uh, I don't think I'm interested. I've got a fiance. He said, I don't care. I said, I don't think you can beat my fiance. He's famous. And he left. Like, what are you going to say mean, to that? Fuck off. I mean, I've got to be honest. You can't beat your fiance at, say, Civ 6. Um, but I can certainly be beaten in, like, actually, no, that's not true. You I can't. am perfect. I'm sorry. Not to me. Not to me. Oh. oh, thank you. Let's not be cringy cute. I can't deal with it. I listened to the last episode and I can't deal with it. 
Was it too? Were we too nice to each other? Right, just call me a call me an ugly bastard, and, and we're all good. It bounces out. That. Oh, don't see now. It's too cute. Ew, now. Uh, That's too right, cute. Carry Ew. Carrying on. So <laughs> basically, what happened was, I found English people to dance with, and you found fans who were also English. Some fans, some not. Just chill. And yeah, we just drank. It was fun. And you were sat upstairs talking, drinking, while I was downstairs partying. And it's brilliant that we can do that in our relationship. I think more people should be able to do that. Yeah, it's fun because like you're pretty much always in the mood that you want to dance. I'm sometimes in the mood that I want to dance, but most of the time I just like drinking and talking. That's why I like going out. And yeah, I dance once or twice, but yeah, I'm mostly there to have a chat. And it was really fun. I came down a couple of times, joined the weird Danish people in dancing, and that was really fun. We danced together. Yeah, it too. was. Oh, it was. It was an absolutely lovely but time, Sweden. I just remarkable moment. I saw Yekindar go up to the bar. Yes. No one else was dancing with me. Yekindar was like, "Hey, well, I said to him, hey, do you, would you dance? I'm all alone." And he was like, "Are you a CS fan?" I was like, "Clearly, I'm in a jersey, but I don't give a fuck." And he just danced. I was like, "This is the best interaction I've e- I will ever have with the CS:GO player." I think if I would have asked <laughs> that of any other other than Get Right, there would have been a no there. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, just like. That was solid. It was a solid dance. Uh, like he can dance too. Like claps. He can clap. Clap off to him for his dancing. Not clap off. I don't, clap <laughs> I don't off. know what that means. Um, <laughs> but it's just clap nicely, it's like this. Nicely clap. Nicely clap. Yeah, nicely. Clap for clap. your kinder dancing. Yes. And um, after that, some other CS people came and said. You're an amazing dancer. You have sick dance moves, and I was like, "Thank you," and that made my week. You know, it was a it was a lovely time. Um, and then our next interaction with Yakindo wasn't quite as magical or exciting. He was too <laughs> drunk the day after. I really felt for him. Yeah, we saw him at like the major final. He sat in the VIP area, and he is absolutely wrecked. Like, bless him. I think he had to leave partway through to get some water. He was absolutely destroyed. Like I said, I bless feel him. his pain. I felt at the hotel that night before, so you did. I had sympathy. But speaking of the VIP area, I think this is the last thing I want to cover when it comes to Stockholm. So we ended up getting like press passes partway through the event because someone on the Russian comms team was a fan and basically just gave them to us if we did an interview, so we did. Bam, we get press passes. Uh, You you immediately want to go to try them out, so we go up into the press area, and then you basically uh, convince one of the serving ladies to let you into the private box for not like VIPs, but the people above VIPs who have paid like 13 grand to be at the event with like six of their mates to sit right next to the casters and have this amazing view unlimited drinks like proper premium (laughs) box level experience you just break into the box with me and you go in you like take a drink open it and then you get a menu for the food and you get one of these people who has paid a lot of money to be there and they're Swedish, and you get them to translate the menu to you in English. Go, hmm, yes, thank you. And then I, I lean over and I whisper into your ear and I explain, yeah, we're in a box. Uh, this isn't the press area. This is someone has paid for this experience and you're just stealing their food. And then you have the audacity to ask them what's on their food menu. <laughs> like, what food can I get you to buy for me? I didn't uh, then- mean to. I didn't know. 
But this and then so we just left. We just left yeah, we with their drinks. We shook the coke and left. That's what we did. I felt so bad. Oh, if that was you, I apologise. Really, I do. Um, Sorry, Swedish people. Sorry. I, I, it's just because I went in with confidence. I feel like... <laughs> she went in so can, much confidence. You can do anything with confidence. <laughs> Nobody questioned me. They knew I shouldn't have been there. There was absolutely no questions asked. They just assumed I was someone even <laughs> higher than them. Like, I don't know how I got away with that shit. I actually oh don't know. Oh, my God. Just be, just be confident in your life. Just fucking go for it, you know? You can roll some crazy charisma checks. It's hilarious. Uh, it's yeah. You're always guaranteed a wild time when you have a confident Ashley by your side. He's just like, you know what? I want to go into that place, but um, <laughs> Ashley, I don't think we're allowed into that place. Don't care. I'm going. Look at me go. I didn't Yo, mean it though. Give me your drinks. <laughs> What's this? You guys can get pizza in here. Nice. Cool. How do I get one? Yeah. <laughs> and um. And lastly, I think the last thing I want to talk about, just really quickly, is we went to the photographskia. Uh, no, is that how you yeah. say it? Photo it's a. Anyway, it's like a photography museum. It's a photography museum, and I love photography. Something I used to do um, really well. And um, I've got a little postcard here of two little birds kissing. I don't think they can. They can't see the two birds kissing. I know, but you but can, and it's so cute. Um, it's very cute. What was really funny? I found it incredibly funny is one layer of this was cute animals and pets. The next layer, yeah, full-blown nude. Yeah. Penis in face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a bit of an odd photography museum where the bottom floor is very much like kids and families can come look at these really cute dog pictures and cat pictures. It was amazing, like really cutesy. And then the next floor is just straight up exposed penises. And, and the issue was, and virgins. And the issue is, you'd think they'd separate the two, but on like unlike all of the displays on the bottom floor they'll occasionally just be like why not go upstairs and see our nude exhibition it's just got straight I've got a pair of boobies just dangling around In fact, there and then was also outside on the yeah they screen. have like this huge plasma tv screen above the entrance that like pretty much the entirety of stockholm could see and just every like 30 seconds or so just show a pair of boobs and it's like oh my I god you couldn't get away liberating. with this in the uk yeah no i think it's, it's very, very liberating, liberating and i think you should love your body and i think nudist photography is i love it it's genuinely one of my favorite forms of photography because it's very raw and you're it's, very it's you catch emotions that on photo that maybe you wouldn't catch if someone's really confident in what they're wearing or whatever it's out of the comfort zone a lot of times or if not it's it it's a really intimate thing obviously and that's really special to catch on camera but in juxtaposition with like 50 basset hounds <laughs> you've and, got like 50 cute, cute basset hounds kissing each other it was just a bit much you know <laughs> it was pretty funny but yeah i mean you know you're in europe so hey you can get away with some something a little bit different you try and show that in like i don't know swanich or um croydon that that's not gonna that's not gonna float you can't just have that on You'll the side of a building You'll be, yeah, the local council will be very angry at you. But yeah, that was Sweden. I loved it. 10 out of 10. Yeah, we want to go, go back again. again. We'll go back we'll go again. again. Yeah. We've literally spent about maybe 50 minutes, 40 minutes talking about Sweden. So I think we should probably solve some relationship problems. What are your problems? Tell me your problems. Problem number one. I've got okay. it. I asked a friend. Are you ready for the problem? 
Okay, what is the problem from our friend? My boyfriend wants a cat, and I want a dog. What do Ooh. I do? Oh, now this is a problem. So this is actually a problem from someone very dear to us, and this is a very, very big problem. It was actually a problem we had in our relationship. You wanted a cat. I in fact, a you cat. wanted your family cat. I had a cat. But and then I wanted a dog because I've always grown up with dogs, and I know dogs are great. The only issue is, and the reason I won, it's because I'm allergic to cats. Now. It's because you're allergic to cats. I never used to be, but when I spent long enough away from the cat, I came back allergic. Sad. <laughs> you were like, Tom, can we please have Barry the cat? And you'd send me a picture and your face is like all puffed out like the marshmallow man from Ghostbusters. <laughs> I just love the cat. Oh, Everyone God. said, stop putting the cat on your face. I said, yeah, no. Stop rubbing, stop rubbing the thing you have allergies to all over your face and then wondering why you can't breathe. It's so cute though. <laughs> Barry is the best cat I've ever had. She used to oh, let me dear. hold her like a baby. She is an absolutely fantastic cat. But in the end, dogs won out and we got Georgie and she is amazing. Oh, I, she I is would never baby. give Georgie up. She is really something. Well, but how do we go about this? What is your solution okay. to boyfriend wants a cat and I want a dog? So my personal solution, which I don't think solves the problem, is just tell your boyfriend he's wrong and you get a dog because dogs are superior to cats in pretty much every way. And if you're in the comment section telling me I'm wrong, you're wrong and you should feel bad. However, the solution I will give you is to create a hybrid cat dog. Okay? Cat dog. So you want a cat dog. You create a weird chimera which is 50% dog and 50% cat. So it like 50% wants to be your best friend and also 50% of the time hates your face and doesn't want to be anywhere near you. Isn't that kind of like a hyena? Uh, I suppose you could just get a wild cat, yeah. Or maybe a wild dog. A wild, you know, like no, a no, no. Wild dogs tried to bite me. Don't do it. Well, cats will try and bite you too sometimes. They'll scratch you. Yes, like nicely sometimes hmm. <gasps> wait no i have the solution i have the, I have the solution. solution are you ready for my okay solution? give me yours give me yours then i say you both get tamagotchis the longest one that lived <gasps> that was gonna be mine no way i okay mine joking? would mine i genuinely not mine was gonna be both of you need to buy a nintendo ds one of you gets nintendo dogs and one of you gets nintendo cats and whichever one ends up the best yeah they win i was gonna say tamagotchis you both look after oh the animals God. and the first one who dies loses that's it ride or die ride or die that is ride your solution die. get some tamagotchis I, I agree with that solution look after it the one who wins is the winner overall the other one Suck it. You can't even look after Suck a Tamagotchi, it. you bitch. Stop. You don't deserve a cat slash dog. Jeez. No. If you can't look after a Tamagotchi, how can I trust you to look after a dog cat? A cat dog. A cat dog. Can't well, do we actually smashed that one. So I guess we can just immediately move on to the next one. Yep. So relationship problem number two comes from another one of our lovely friends. And it's a hilarious problem. Uh, my partner finds my D&D &D character more attractive personality-wise than me. What do I do? Um, at this point, this is a very interesting problem. Yeah. Uh, your partner finds your D&D &D character more attractive than you personality-wise. Hmm. Well, I suppose... Have you ever a, thought, a question. do you have a shit personality? 
Have you ever thought that you're the problem? <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> try, try not being yourself and instead living as a D&D character. No, no, please don't. Please don't. Please be you. The most oh, truthful God. you can be. Um, I, I can't think of a solution right now. Give me a second. Do you have one? Okay, well, I mean, here's the interesting question I'll pose to you. Because, like, you know, I'm Tom, and then there's also Spiff, and we're kind of separate things. Have there ever been moments you felt that my online persona is more attractive personality-wise to my real persona? No, I hate your online persona. <laughs> well, that's great. No, Thank God I, I just scaled myself down. Well, online. no, no, I don't hate it. I, the voice I love, you know, you I love, like when you break the games, but... The outrageous behavior I do not love. And <laughs> this outrageous behavior of yours. Oh, this tomfoolery. Similarly, you don't like mango. That's true. That Mango's much. loud and, hot, and abrasive. I'm the same, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not difficult to think that you're hot, but yeah. So, um, I guess you're right. You're right. They are two different things. My guess would be to um kill your D and D character, Ooh. and so here's yeah, kill your D and D character, and then swoop in and woo your girlfriend when she's mourning the loss of your D and D character. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Oh. Steal Your Girl yourself. That's how you should do it. Yeah, I guess. Mr. Steal Yourself. Do it. Mr. Steal Yourself. Or, um, play more D&D. There's another. Play more D&D. Or role-playing is a thing. Role-play? No, you can't role-play your life. No. No, no, no. You can role-play no, 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 no. to see what, what would happen and make it so that this role-play is so bad, like... This character isn't as good oh, as they think in in, that's true. in the bedroom. And then what are they going to do? They're going to be like, oh, I'm no longer attracted to him. That's perfect. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if you just ruin the illusion of the D&D character, then they'll probably hate it and instead prefer you. I mean, we've come up with two fantastic solutions I would here say as well. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, if you have any solutions of your own, put them in the comment section. I wish you luck, because our solutions are watertight, and they're fantastic, and we've solved two relationships today. We've saved we've them. We've fixed your lives. Be thankful. We've fixed your lives. Be thankful that we exist in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I keep coughing. I'm still ill from last episode. That's fine. Don't you worry. But yeah, I mean, it's been a really fun time, this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy with how the first episode turned out. Honestly, I'm really excited to see how this second episode goes down. Thank you so, so much. Again, please send us your relationship issues so we don't have to keep asking our friends and family members. It's getting embarrassing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know they had problems going on, okay? And now we have to solve their problems. I don't want to know problem. their problems. Please help. I don't want to know their problem. Um, and again, thank every thank you everyone for the support. Um, make sure if you are listening on something that's not YouTube to try and rate it and leave a comment. That does so much for the podcast. You legally have to do that. And downloading it also helps us. So if you want to listen in a place where you don't have Wi-Fi and save your phone data, fucking do it. It helps everybody. Do it. Listen to this podcast whilst you're driving to work, or whilst you're playing D and D, or whilst you're fighting over dogs and cats in Tamadochi, or just living in Sweden. I'm still obsessed with Magic: The Gathering. Now, see you next week <laughs> when I go back and talk about it again. We're not talking about magic again next <laughs> no, week. We're Come not, on. We're well, not. we might. We might. You never know. We're not. 
We're not. It'll probably come up. Oh, well, oh, can I tell them about the card? <gasps> we're not we're not I talking bought, about the card. I bought... Save it for next week. Ah, Save it for next week. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. We're the Goodbye. best pop. Goodbye. Best, best podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Bye. Best podcast. Bye. I don't want to say goodbye to them. You have to. It's their time to go now.